Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. I'm Brian. I'm Inessa. We're still the same people that we were last week. But we are in our new studio. That's right. Several an- big announcements. <laughs> as big as the announcements tend to get around here. This is our new studio. I was listening to you like two weeks ago, and, and you had a lot to say about the recording studio. So we have invested heavily <laughs> in it. Can you can you tell us, you d- describe the new studio. I mean, how, how does it feel being in this new space? It feels very cozy. It does? Yes. Okay. It feels cozy. It feels like I'm surrounded by... Things that you, you own. Know, things that things that I own. Right. <laughs> things right. that I things that I that I've lovingly chosen. We're we're actually in our closet. <laughs> we're very fortunate to have a walk-in closet. Have I have I owned a? I, I'm sure that I've owned a walk-in closet before. Closet, actually, I, actually, I know that. I, our I, closet I in our yeah. first house here was a walk-in closet. Our closet in our apartment here was so our walk-in closet was so big that it was a bedroom yeah, exactly. for a while. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, our son's bedroom. Our for son's a while. bedroom for a while. Uh, yeah, I guess I should have had a walk-in closet for a while. It, it, it's one of those things that uh, Europeans understandably are, are struck by, yes. the fact that we that Americans have so many walk-in closets. Yes. And and I, I, although I like having this one, I like having it, walk-in closets are a bad thing for society. <laughs> Our apartment in Munich had uh, exactly no closets. zero closets. Right. Yes, not one single closet. Which was very typical there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other announcements. Um. I've got a bit of bad news. Ooh. Yeah. For bad me? News. Is this... Actually, actually, two bits of bad news. Uh, this this doesn't matter, but like, I still haven't released last week's episode. Uh-oh. I haven't done the uh, the editing. Now, now, here's why. It's because, as you know, I've, I've been quite sad this week. Because? Mr. Pennyfeather died. Mr. <laughs> beloved beloved breakout character, Mr. Pennyfeather, died. Died. How did he die? Uh, it's actually... It's an interesting story. Is it? I mean, Mr. Pennyfeather, who was just a dedicated uh, people pleaser, we, we, you recall that day when you asked him to get some tea for you? I do. And do you remember, like, he never came back? That's right. Right. So, <laughs> did he here's die what in happened. a tragic tea making accident in our kitchen? And he was looking for tea. He was looking for tea. And but, he... like, he, there was some tea, but it wasn't. You know, he wanted he wanted better tea for you. So <laughs> he went my out, fault. So, <laughs> what? I'm not saying that you killed Mr. Pennyfeather. <laughs> Although, I think we both know you are the reason why Mr. Pennyfeather won't be here today. I think good sense killed Mr. Pennyfeather. I, I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. <laughs> Mr. Pennyfeather never wanted to do anything other than make people happy. People like you. But he he died in his attempt to make you happy. And so so sad about that, we all are. You don't seem sad. <laughs> um, actually, to be fair, I mean, his body was never recovered. There is there is a police report, which... <laughs> then he died not... in our kitchen. <laughs> no, no, he went to look for tea for you. He left the house. Yes, yes. Did you not read that police report? I did not. That I, put... <laughs> I did not. Okay. I don't actually read or listen to... You got the to stuff about the 401k, but not the police report... <laughs> Seventy-five percent of what you presumed tell me. death of, of our Mr. butler. <laughs> yes, our butler, our, our imaginary butler. Well, he's not a butler. He's a, he's an he's an assistant. An assistant. Or he's a secretary. 
your secretary. He's an office, office admin. He's our admin. Our office admin. <laughs> our admin for this podcast. Mr. Penny, yes, for this podcast. <laughs> Mr. Pennyfeather. He had such big hopes. I mean, he was hoping to you know, start his own podcast called, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know what it was called, but he, and I, I, I don't have him to ask anymore. Was it called A Penny Feather for Your Thoughts? That's a great title. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good title. Uh, but now it's just going to be called A Penny Feather from Heaven. <laughs> you are actually making penny feather me, is from heaven. <laughs> making me feel sad <laughs> about the death of our imaginary of podcast assistant. Okay. Well, you know, like I say, you know, this is a comic about podcasts. There's a police report. The body was never recovered. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of death. Let's talk about this week's issue. Yes, let's let's make this a good one for Mr. Pennyfeather. Oh, uh, it, it, I, I don't know that it will. Actually, <laughs> um, because I had my sorry, I had my recap, and, and now I've I've closed the file. Um, do something entertaining while I pull up. Pull up. Um, I can describe the contents of our closet. That's a great. That's a good one. Good, good, good. Uh, in our closet is where I keep all of the things that keep me from panicking about storms and fires. So we have a fire ladder that I forget is here regularly. And uh, if there were ever a fire, I would definitely not remember that I had purchased this fire ladder. The fire ladder we should add, and, and everybody's tuned out now, but the fire ladder we should add, episode recap coming up after this remark about fire ladders, not to meant not meant to be reused. Who who escapes from that fire ladder and says, "Be sure to keep that fire ladder. We might need it again. It does this say, house might burn down again." Yeah, it does say right here. Warning: This ladder is for one-time use only. Right. Discard after single use. Repeat use may result in injury or death. Yeah. So could your house be on fire? <laughs> Maybe your house is fire prone. And it's also where I keep my weather radio, which I've never used because, you know, wait, wait, really... we'll, we'll come back to this. Yeah. Okay. On the, on the thin, on the thin hope that somebody, someone can't wait that somebody to somebody would summary. have, would have okay. tolerated all of that. I was just trying to, let's know. talk about the X. Okay. We're going to come back to that. No, we're not. Go ahead. Were you seem upset now? No, I'm not at all upset. About, about Mr. Pennyfeather or anything? I'm upset about Mr. Pennyfeather, but okay, I'm not good. upset about not being able to talk about my weather radio. Yeah. Breakout character, Mr. Pennyfeather. We're going to spin him off into his own podcast. All right, off you go. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of being upset, uh, X Men issue one fifty five. Uh, the cover shows a distraught set of X Men amidst the rubble of, of a construction site. Actually, I wanted to preface this by saying this is a really hard issue to recap. Hmm, okay. Uh, it, it'll be a brief recap, is that because leaving you're... us plenty of time to talk about how we prepare for emergencies. Is that because right? you're lazy? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a short recap. It was really hard to recap. The cover shows a distraught set of X-Men amidst the rubble of a construction site. Colossus is lying on the ground and appears mortally wounded. Spoilers! We open to Storm, Corsair, and Cyclops on a plane. Scott is at the controls while Corsair is stewing in the background. Storm is wearing a facial expression which will be easily recognized by codependents everywhere. <laughs> It's an emotionally tense moment. <laughs> Tension Sorry. erupts into verbal sniping, and we get a short recap of Scott's pretty awful childhood. This gets interrupted by the X-Men's plane being transported aboard a Shi'ar space cruiser. Mm -hmm. Also transported are the other members of the X-Men from their island in the Bermuda Triangle. Yep. Kitty had been swimming. 
The various parties introduce themselves, snipe at each other, and then get down to brass tacks. <laughs> Lilandra, empress of the Shi'ar Empire, has been kidnapped, and the trail to find her has led to Earth. Yep. The Shi'ar are preparing an invasion force to rescue the empress. Professor X invokes some obscure legal precedent involving imperial fiancés, and the X-Men get one day, or 24 of your Earth hours, Earth hours. <laughs> to try and rescue Lalandra. Kitty and Nightcrawler are left behind as hostages. I didn't realize that he was a fiancé. I thought that he was just like a Consort. consortment, companion, or concubine. <laughs> Let's come back to that, because yeah. uh, you, you make a good point. Yeah. Uh, that makes the legal precedent even funnier. <laughs> The X-Men's first stop is to the ruins of the X-Mansion. Uh, finding that it's ruined, uh, somehow they face no traffic in heading to Midtown and Avengers Mansion. Wolverine rests in a chair, has a drink, and nearly gets in a fight with Tigra, newest member of the Avengers, who's there to help with the search and promote the existence of another We're Marvel comic. I was going to say her own comic. I feel like there was some flirtation there between the two of them as well. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Jarvis serves tea. Yeah. Meanwhile... Kitty enjoys the view from the spaceship and finally puts on some clothes. <laughs> Speaking of clothes, Corsair and Auraro get are getting looks from passersby as they stroll <laughs> through Manhattan. That. I'd written that down. <laughs> Even in 1982, uh, their outfits draw stares, though it could be that they think Burt Reynolds is in town filming a movie. <laughs> I thought it was actually just his outfit. Her outfit seemed... Her out Aurora is again just... It, it, making us all look yeah, bad. She, she looks, she looks fantastic. For the 70s, but he's like a... <laughs> Like he's wearing tights and what looks like a codpiece and like yeah. his uh, his headband, it's right. like some sort of a yes. Even in New York yeah. in 1982, yeah. like like you see that guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the village people right. from space. Right. Yeah, uh, a mysterious alien from a nearby construction site, like the one on the cover, mm -hmm. fires a non-lethal weapon at them, which scrambles their brains. We then get our first look at Deathbird, who's the baddie behind all these Imperial kidnapping shenanigans. Tigra takes aim at her and winds up being dropped onto the sidewalk. Deathbird then busts out her energy javelins. Not a typo. Energy, energy javelins. javelins. Yeah, Deathbird's a stupid name, too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Deathbird's fine. That's kind of on brand. Mm -hmm. like energy javelins is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, more, more to say on that. Colossus and Cyclops break up the fight between Storm and Corsair, and then the Professor mentally frees them. Mm fighting ensues. Colossus is hit with a space gun and sits out the rest of the battle. During a lull in the uh, resulting melee, Cyclops and Corsair reach an understanding before firing weapons at the basement. After blasting open the door, they see the Professor and a Deathbird. But wait! Where's Colossus? Yep. That question will have to wait, as Deathbird leaves in a spacecraft which had been hidden beneath the construction site. IBM will want their money back on that one. <laughs> Emerging from the rubble, they find Colossus with a spear or rebar or something through his chest. Things don't look good. No. And they look even worse as a squad of police officers places them under, under arrest. Under arrest. Yeah, and, that, and that's that, for, for recap. And that is that. Yes, that, as they say, is I, that. I'd forgotten that he had been stabbed. I thought he had just been uh, been acided. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Was it? It was acid. It was You're like right. some weird acid ray gun that ate through his metal okay. thing. Yeah, and then he was stabbed. Wait, wow, <laughs> he's, he's having a bad day. He's having a very, okay. very bad day. Uh, so, so there we have it. Um, that was tricky to recap because the recap at every stage of that, I'm like, just, just read the issue. Uh, it, it, it can <laughs> either be, it can either be, uh, they fight in a construction site or 
everything that happened, just like reciting everything that happens panel <laughs> by panel. So, so the recap was either going to be that length, maybe even a little bit shorter, or it would have been 20 minutes. Yeah. You need to take the lesson from me and use the word meanwhile more often. I need to take a lesson from you. You got any other hot tips for me? Uh, no. No? No. Really? That's it? That's yep. as good? Okay. Meanwhile. Just use the word the meanwhile. secret to everything. Yeah. Use the word meanwhile wow. more often. Okay. You, you do have a lot of good tips. I don't want people to think that you have nothing uh, to offer <laughs> by way of advice. Um, although I can't think of any other examples <laughs> off the top of my head. All right. Okay. Anyway, so I thought this one was better than this last week's was extremely confusing to me. Yeah, we weren't wild about last yeah, week. Yeah, and it had too much fighting, and whenever there's too much fighting, I always sort of, you know, I like one big fight yeah. scene, but when it goes on, changes location, right. and it's here, it's there, it's everywhere, the same, and then I just get confused. Well, yeah, the dynamics of a fight scene are, are tough, and I don't, uh, I'm not able to kind of clearly spell it out. The, the fight from the previous issue was boring. This yeah. one was better. Um, there's a, there's a pacing and there's a granularity to good fight scenes. Yeah. Um, class, you know, best cinematic superhero fight scene. In cinematic superhero fight scene. Was... I'll actually throw that question out there because I've, I've got an answer, <laughs> and I think everyone listening will have an answer because there's only one good answer for the best cinematic superhero fight scene. Uh, the scene in the Winter Soldier where he's they're like out on the highway. That one. That's maybe like a close second. Mm. Uh, no, Captain America: Civil War, the fight at the airport. Oh, the fight at the airport's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the fight. I, you know, I don't actually pay attention, but I know wow. that you have in the past mentioned that you like the one in the Winter Soldier. So that's the one that I thought that you would like the best. <laughs> <laughs> also, because we just saw Winter Soldier not that long we did. ago, uh, three weeks about three weeks yeah. ago. But they do do a good job of like, oh, you know, you never really lose track of where everybody sort of is relative right. to everybody else. Yeah. Um, I think in a comic that's maybe a little bit harder to do with the space and, and you can be, yeah. um, you know, materials that they have at right. their at their at the ready. And for whatever reason they don't do a lot of full page like even the fight scenes are very what? Even the fight scenes are like, you know, there are five or six panels on a on a page, usually which makes it hard to really see where they are. It's tough. You have to you have to inject a lot of information into a smaller space. Yeah. And my my gripe with fight scenes when they do use a full panel, they're more interested in the human figure in the fight rather than explaining the physical layout of right. where the fight is taking place. Right, right. Uh, and okay, great. I mean, if you're if you really want to see the sort of striking. Super classic hero, like greco-roman yeah. statue uh, you know, pose mm -hmm. you know somebody punching somebody or somebody something like that uh great and yeah, i'm not immune to those charms either but the logistics of the fight kind of matter mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's hard to see where everybody is yeah but this one was not bad it's like well, okay the there's a construction site right well then also in this one the fight was like the other one i just felt like corsair landed in their yard on like the the fourth page yeah and then basically the whole rest of it was fighting. I'm going to go back and check that. You you might not be quite as right. I, I mean, I want to say that in terms of page count, this will be similar. Uh, this one felt like the fight was short or like there was more. Well, because it was better. It, it was it was better done. Yeah. Better done? done. Well or done? What? Better done. Better done. done. It was done better. Done better. better done. Definitely wasn't well or done. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's not how I like my steaks either. <laughs> 
Don't like them well. Don't, don't like them like well, 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 well or well or done. Well or well or done. Yeah. Um, Get her done. <laughs> that made a noise. Sorry. Okay. Oh, that was that was me. That was me passing gas. No, that was not. That was me pulling <laughs> a little piece of tape off of something. Off of something in our closet. Off something in our closet. All of this stuff belongs. Most of this stuff belongs to us. Yes. There's a computer monitor which doesn't belong to me. That um, one of these days when I'm able to travel up to my remote office, I will be able to return to the people to whom it belongs. Mm. Apart from that, though, most of the stuff belongs to us. Yep. It's okay. a lot of stuff. Really painting a picture with words here. Um, back to the X-Men. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, wait. You had something else to say about uh, disaster preparedness. We have a radio. It's not, I do you not did. need to you say did. I have a radio. It seemed important to you at the That's time. That's like a hand crank radio, and I can listen to the weather on it uh, yeah. in the event of some sort of crazy inland hurricane. <laughs> Until I used it to prop up my laptop, I didn't know that we owned this. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've got all sorts world, of uh, middle class person problem. I own so much. We collectively own so much stuff that there's stuff that we own that I don't even know about. Yeah. I mean, I, I next week I will surprise you again with some other aspect of my, uh, you know, internal disaster preparedness. I'm looking forward to that monologue. And I think I our listeners are as well. Carry on with myself. Tune in next week <laughs> to learn as more. Inessa tells us more about, about weather speaking, anxiety. Hey, yeah. um, <laughs> we're talking about everything other than the comic. We're going to get a hurricane uh, tomorrow. Yeah, low tomorrow. Key, low key yeah, hurricane. yeah. Where we are, we're we're relatively inland, but we get the remnants of yeah. um, of hurricanes yeah, here. We're gonna, I think it's a tropical Are we prepared? Storm. We're prepared. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's nothing. To, I mean, nothing's going to happen. The power might go out, maybe, if we're... Strange. You're, 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 like, it's an actual hurricane, and you're pretty blasé. But... Yeah, you know, we've been here long enough now that the hurricanes here don't seem as, you know, scary as the ones did initially. The uh, worst New hurricane... York. New York was... That was not pleasant. That was not that was fun. Not we a lost fun... a tree. Yeah, we lost a tree, and it yeah. was that was not a fun day. It was not a fun night. That was um, a bummer. It was all fun and games until we started getting... You so know, we slept in the basement. And tornado was, yeah. warnings all night long. That was not that yeah. much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, like like the basement, there are no basements in North Carolina. There are no basements. Uh, the basements in New York, though, they're gross. Yeah, our basement was gross. It was <laughs> yeah. not a fun. Filled with lead paint and asbestos. We had both termites. of those. We had both of those things in our basement. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, oh, man. It's like, like, I'm trying to sleep in a super fun site during a hurricane. It wasn't that bad. It was well lit and. But well yeah, lit. The hurricanes okay. here are not. I'm not worried about this. I've got other problems with COVID. I don't. I can. I only have. Luckily for you, I actually only have so much bandwidth for yeah. disaster. Speaking of hurricanes, yes. How about storm on <laughs> on that first panel? You, you see, I, I'm, I'm pleased that you enjoyed my codependency uh, facial expression because. Yeah. Uh, that's a hundred percent what you look like. That was funny. I mean, yeah, she's like, oh, I, I had read that. I had read that, and then uh -oh. as, I was, as I was trying to recap it, I looked at that again. I'm like, holy smokes! <laughs> I know that look. Yeah. I know that look. Hey, by the way, we've kept it clean so far. Let's do this clean, so our kids. Okay, we'll try. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I saw that <laughs> facial expression. Gets away oh from me. boy, yeah. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that before. Yeah, she's definitely looking a little, a little, uh, <laughs> a little concerned, <laughs> glancing right. over at Scott like he's about to. And then when I you guys was, stop fighting. Yeah, what I thought was funny is when he's like, yeah. uh, she, she, she's 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 the sibling who doesn't get hit by right. their parent. <laughs> Scott, I know something of how you feel. Do you storm? Oh yeah, yeah. I too Do am an you? orphan. And then he goes, "Do you?" I thought you were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this incredibly sort of immature. Uh, also, the the en rapport. <laughs> I gotta find it. It's on like the second page, I think. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm at the last page. On, oh, on even when our minds are, on, yeah. <laughs> he's so he's so he's so annoyed. Um, he you know, even when our minds were linked, on rapport. 
Why? <laughs> just I, that 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 was crazy. I didn't actually look up me. what that what that meant. En uh, rapport. Um, <laughs> they have a they had um, uh, Scott and Jean had a psychic link. Oh, okay. And meant that there was like a, a rapport, sort of low yeah. level, yeah. right? Right. It's sort of like the way that twins can communicate yeah. non-verbally. Um, um, I felt for, a lot. Oh, go oh, ahead. It, real quick aside, um, and spoilers, you know that Jean Grey is not dead. I assume that no one is ever dead permanently in the world of comics. What about Mr. Pennyfeather? <laughs> he does not live in the world of comics. I, does he? <laughs> he lives in the Doesn't world he? of your imagination. and Comics are a product of, this is a product of Chris Claremont's <laughs> so imagination. So my, my indifference killed uh, him in your, your imagination. Your indifference to my imagination <laughs> Could be what killed Mr. Pennyfeather. Uh, hey, actually, um, I, 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 oh God, I'm detouring again. Um, if you want Mr. Pennyfeather back, then hashtag Pennyfeather for your thoughts <laughs> at whatever the uh, whatever our Twitter handle is. It's like the I mean, you can find uh, the X Men Files or send us send us an email cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Let us know your thoughts about fan favorite breakout character Mr. Pennyfeather. <laughs> and if you don't want him if you don't want Mr. Pennyfeather to return, hashtag Pennyfeather from Heaven. Okay. Um you I so, I, I, I sorry, I cut say, you yeah. off. I cut you off. So in this conversation that Scott, I was like, I actually found myself feeling very uh empathetic for for Corsair in terms of his sort of absentee I mean I felt sad yeah. for Scott. You know, but I felt like Scott was, you know, he could have been a little bit more like as an adult who's gone through some stuff right. in his life right, right. he could have been a little bit more like yeah okay i can see how that happened you know i can see how you i can were, see how you might have been kidnapped yeah, your wife by, was uh, killed and you were enslaved an and Empire. maybe you just assumed that <laughs> yeah, we were dead yeah. and it all just seemed really difficult yeah. and so you didn't come back to look for us and right i can right. sort of see how that might have happened yeah yeah um but you know i felt maybe he wasn't as remorseful as he should have been corsair yeah yeah but i did feel a little, you know, more than hatred for him. I felt a little sad for him. Yeah. And I felt a little, you know, I felt sad for Scott, but I also felt like Scott needed to, you know, man up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, um, look, Scott had, uh, had, had a bad life. He had a, had a terrible, difficult childhood. And it's, who's the other example? Um, I'm trying to, there's some other literary example that's on the tip of my tongue. But, um, yeah, Scott, is is the character who suffers? I mean, and they all sort of suffer. I don't know. They do. They do. Um, or, oh, you know, Scott is orphaned. singled out a little bit. Why? I, think. I mean, uh, fair question. Yeah. Um, Colossus had a decent, or you know, Peter had a decent life. He he misses his old life. I guess, but then like Aurora had a terrible life, and she you know, did. She's not all. She's she's uh, comparable. Yeah. To uh to that um. Yeah, Wolverine Kitty, hasn't Kitty's had like a, in a North Shore suburb. Yeah, she's had uh, a fine life, but like Wolverine hasn't had a great life. Yeah. Right. He's like the. <laughs> he's like he's like Rocket from <laughs> from. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't ask like, to be made, this, to be made yeah. this way. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, which we just saw this past yeah. Monday. Um. So question question moving through the plot so the shiar yeah are they <laughs> i wrote down are the shiar the planet of the apes looking guys 
or oh yeah, the guy with the the Praetorian guard guy with the okay. mohawk and spot the Roman uh, <laughs> spot the Roman reference. Praetor, yeah, or both. <laughs> Which so ones are the Shi'ar? The Shi'ar, they are the planet of the apes-looking people, although I think in the next issue you'll you'll get a little bit more language about this. They're meant to be sort of humanoid avian. Avian. Yeah, like death bird. So she is a Shi'ar. Yes. Okay, that was not clear. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> look. I mean, whatever, no. yeah. No, no, I know, I know. Uh, 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 but But... Fair. Their spaceships Absolutely look fair. like flies. So yeah, they're at some point they this gets established somewhere, which is something that I know I say a lot. <laughs> yeah, but trust me, that is not code or, or, or cover for me making stuff up. Um, they are meant to have been descended from from some avian life form, uh, but that is now humanoid. So they've got. They're meant to have some like bird-like features, although they mostly just look like people with weird hair and very weird headdresses. Like this guy has this weird blue thing that looks like it's like piercing his. That blue thing, or is it just in the background? I can't. I couldn't, I tell. couldn't tell either. Because on page six, it looks like it's a little tiny elephant perched on top of his head. The bottom right-hand panel. Yeah, yeah, that is confusing yeah. to me. I mean, and you know, I, I think maybe it's meant to be some some airborne robot or something like that. Speaking of costuming, uh, Xavier. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I'm come back to that. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to answer the, this other question about um, so the the imperial the imperial guard. Uh, that's Praetor, mm -hmm. who in his name uh, blank on his name, Guardian. I think. Right? Uh, I think he uh, says yeah. Gladiator, gladiator. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, gladiator. Yeah, Praetor. The so the imperial guard. These are a kind of a potpourri of various species. Yeah, because there's a, yeah, there's all sorts of craziness. There's like the guy with the dinosaur. Yeah, like like the weird uh, floppy ear. I'm yeah. motioning. I know you can all see me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. For the for the benefit of our listeners, um, Anessa is sort of like fanning her hands out <laughs> and 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 placing them next to her ears and kind of the moving them back and forth. Dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that weird dinosaur that kills uh, Wayne Knight. Um, so there were like a, a grab bag of other species. If you had read 137, you would have seen them yeah. in action. And they're really cool. They're led by Gladiator with that uh, awesome hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're, in terms of species, not Shi'ar, I think. And, and the species composition is a little bit wacky. There's a whole discussion about speciesism in science fiction. Um <laughs> But that's the answer to that question. Okay. All right, so, so sorry to cut you off no, twice now. No, you're fine. Twice now, I'm 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 doing that that you know, hyper toxic masculine you're thing. Fine. You're fine. No, I know I'm okay. not. Look, we've all got. I've got a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> and apologizing on behalf of my gender. Yes, uh, Xavier's still wearing his uh, man in the yellow hat costume. Yep. I hope he wears it forever. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on, I'm writing something down. Okay. Okay. So we've answered who the Shi'ar are. I've written down why can someone not get Kitty a shirt? Oh yeah, you're saying yeah, costumes. So yeah. So we yeah we've we've addressed the Kitty constantly in a bathing suit. She's been in a bathing suit now like in several. Like she you never, can't keep her out of yeah, a bathing suit. Yeah, you can't suit. keep her out of a bathing suit. She's... But at least they don't like really sex her up in a bathing. Like they don't give her weird big boobs or anything. But no, um, the, the she's always in a bathing she's standing, suit. The thing soon she's standing. Um, and the observation area is, you know, I mean, 
Like, it's not a sexualized image. That's uh, page nine. Yeah. Not like a, like a hyper-sexualized image by any stretch, but you can see it from where you're standing. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> But then it was funny because then Night- Nightcrawler finally is like, it was sort of like a meta thing where he's like, why are you still in a bathing suit? Right, right. <laughs> like, or, or you could say, like, have her have her look at the observation window after she puts something yeah, after on. Yeah, I liked her, like, costume thing that cycles through. I loved when they did yeah, her fun. as Darth Vader. Yeah. That was very, very charming. Um, let's see. What else did I write down? Imperial Consort. We had wanted to talk about that. I didn't realize that their relationship was so serious that he could uh, yes. <clears throat> give orders to, to an alien race. Well, invoking some weird precedent uh, in Shi'ar law. Um, Quick aside about the, there's never, the asides are never quick. An I mean, this whole thing is kind of an aside. Yeah. (laughs) Aside to our lives. To our regular lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, An interamble about the Shi'ar. Yeah. They're awesome. I love them. They are fantastic because they are like the X-Men's frenemies. Right. <laughs> they, they're they allied some of the time, but other times, like, they're they're at odds with the X-Men, right. most, most notably in 137 <clears throat> when they basically kill Phoenix. Mm. So uh, I, I love that there's that tension between them, which makes them a really fantastic presence in the comic because it's not just this simple black and white right, thing. Right. They're like, like having frenemies in the comics is, is great. And they don't have their own comic. This is, no, they're just no, they guest do not. stars. And they, they first appeared in the X-Men. The, <clears throat> and I got to go, one of these days, I got to go back and actually read some of those. When they first appeared, it uh, would have been like issue 100 or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and and they, they, it's footnoted in, in this issue. Uh, when they first appear, Lilandra and Charles meet and they fall in love instantly. Mm-hmm. So they are consorted or affianced or he's her concubine <laughs> or something. But they, they do that. So like they so Professor X is like, I've got this. I've got this avian intergalactic uh, yeah. uh, squeeze yeah. <laughs> kind of like on the side. And they have, apparently have like this deep, deep relationship that doesn't get mentioned for like 12 right, they, or 20 yeah. issue stretches. They do not often at a time. seem to see each other. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like. Professor X is long talking distance, to like, long like, distance sort of thing. Well, no, yeah. but is it like you're talking about like a Professor X? Huh? Boy, yeah, I've got a girlfriend. And like, really? Where she? Like, she lives in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the George. What's her name? <laughs> George Glass. Yeah. Real fast. Don't even think. Well, Landra. What's her last name? She doesn't have one. Okay. She's in Canada. You met her at camp. You met her at computer camp. George Glass. Yeah. Wait, George Glass. George There's Glass. like an episode of the Brady Bunch where I'm pretty sure oh, we're okay. like uh, I want to say it's a deep cut. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Weird things. Uh, I can't remember what I went okay. into any room for 12 times a day, but I remember that there was an episode of The Brady Bunch where I want to say it was Jan makes up a boyfriend and <laughs> his name Glass? is George Glass. Funny. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, okay. That makes me think of this awesome episode of MASH where um, Captain Tuttle. Do you remember this one? Mm-hmm. They, they wanted. So it's one of these where they, where they talk about military bureaucracy and so. Hawkeye needs some bit of equipment or something like this. Yeah. And they can't find anybody to requisition or he wants to pin on somebody. So they make up Captain Tuttle. I don't remember that one. And so um, when they're making up his bio, it's the funniest thing. They're like, uh, okay, so where is he from? Battle Creek, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Where where did he go to school? Berlinischer Polytechnic. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then, as he says, like, yeah, yeah maybe something for high lips uh, for, for Hulahan. He's like, 
He's uh, six foot one, about uh, 205 pounds. <laughs> and then they show him later, like, like reading it, and you can see Hotlips like, oh. <laughs> She's good. like she's she, she's keen on it. Well, we need to buy yeah. the whole mesh. And, and Captain Tuttle, uh, much like Mister Pennyfeather, dies. Dies. Yeah, so sad. We uh, we need to buy the whole mash box set. Uh, don't know about that, but right. um, so let's see the Avengers Mansion. We had already I'd written that down. Yep. Uh, we had already touched on that, but yet uh, happy to see Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis, who we just saw yeah, yesterday watching Agent Carter. Different. Yeah, the the new Jarvis is a little handsomer than the. Uh, than the old comic Jarvis. Oh, uh, the comic Jarvis. I think you barely see him. You barely see him. But, but, but he just whatever. Looks like yeah, a butler. Yeah, okay, from fine. the from yeah. the back. Um, James Darcy is quite yeah, quite handsome as Jarvis. Yeah, we love we love we, we love Agent Carter. We do love we'll Agent stop. Carter. If you haven't um, watched Agent Carter, you should watch it. And it's pretty awesome. I hate society. I hate everyone. Okay. Why? <laughs> oh, you've never said that. <laughs> you've never said that. It was just, it was sudden. <laughs> what, no, apropos Agent Carter, yeah. there ought to be a hundred episodes yeah, of, that, of that TV yeah. show. There are what, like... It's three seasons. 13, no, there's two. There's like two 13 seasons? episodes or something like this. I, I have no like idea third why. Season. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I want to look into that. Um, either nobody watched it or they thought that nobody would watch it. That show is amazing. Helly Atwell is amazing. I would watch that show every night. <laughs> That's a good it show. Is, it is so good. And, and even if uh, Haley Atwell were not like super easy on the eyes, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I love the period stuff. Uh, Howard Stark is hilarious. Yeah, they're all funny. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis is really fantastic. Yeah. That show is good. Yeah. Totally good. People don't deserve television. Stuff People like don't deserve order. television. Yeah. People don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's right. see. What else did I write down in my notes? Gets Kitty dressed. Love the people staring at Corsair on the street. Talked about that. Have we talked about him looking like Burt Reynolds before? Yes, you mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> Just, okay. Yeah. That's almost, that's almost a spot the 80s. Yeah. But, um, yes. Yeah. Um, so, okay, my next question. Mm-hmm. The kidnappers, then, right. we figure out at the end, are the brood, whoever they yep. are. Oh. And yeah. they are being assisted with, <clears throat> by Deathbird. Deathbird. Deathbird is, you tell me now, also part of the Shi'ar. Right. Maybe. And she, well, no, no, maybe about it. No, maybe. About uh, it. And she's way more avian than the people that we've seen so far. And apparently, she's shown up in an, an issue of the Avengers. I got to go back and read that hmm. one because I hadn't read it at the time. Deathbird is Lalandra's sister. Oh, okay. That is. Was that in there? That is not revealed. Okay. So spoilers, but. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's that about Deathbird. Fascinating. Okay. Um, the aliens that are assisting her, um, I'm going to emphasize this is 1982 and the film Alien has come out. Look aliens like alien. has aliens. not yet yep. come out. Um, the xenomorph is something that had been around, I think, even before the Alien movie uh, by H.R. Geiger. Giger. Um, his voice is amazing. Do you remember that from uh, Jodorowsky's Dune? H.R. Giga, this uh, crazy, crazy Swiss dude. No, but if you haven't seen Jodorowsky's Dune, you should see it. Cause it's Absolutely. Because it's, it's fascinating. It's a, yeah, great, great yeah. movie. No, I don't remember his voice. So The Brood, I'm pretty sure this is the first appearance of The Brood. Hmm. Um, they are going to feature in possibly possibly my favorite X-Men huh. arc. All right. uh, and this is the one that I that I keep waiting for us to get to. Mm-hmm. So this how is far, your first taste of it. How far off is that? 
Uh, I think that starts in like issue 162, okay. maybe. So, I mean, it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's coming pretty soon. All right. That is uh, useful information. Let's see. I'm talking into the microphone no, like I always am. You're not. I'm definitely not referencing my copious notes that but I put your notes right here that I make notes. every week yeah. for this labor of love. Oh, my gosh. That. That's a lot of paper. Yeah, I know. There's, Inessa, there's hardly there, room for all this paper. There are sticky notes. <laughs> yes, and cross-referenced. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. You should apply these skills uh, like professionally. There's yeah, uh, some to, office yeah, that yeah. Uh, you know, that needs uh, your going, guiding going hand. back to school. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we know who the kidnappers are. We don't know yet why they are doing that. No one knows because Corsair on page 21 has the same questions that I have. What was this question? Uh, basically, the kidnappers are the brood with the help of Deathbird question mark. Uh, I don't think it's, I think it's just a, looking for confirmation of the of the what. Yeah. Maybe. But we don't know why they're doing that yet. Yeah. Okay. So page twenty one. That is not for one. Uh, oh, who are these scaly horrors? They're right. not from any part of the Shi'ar Empire or any part of known space. What do they want? Yeah. Right. So then, yeah, then then um, at some point, Scott and and Corsair sort of have a, uh, you know, a, a loving moment a and start calling each other Pops and Sonny, which <laughs> is which not is exactly how what anyone, happens in our house. Yeah. Everybody calls me Pops and I, I call our son Sonny. Sonny, yeah. Got that's a little exactly, son and we call him Sonny. Exactly how everyone talks. Um, and then my last note is, so the spaceship, just to confirm, because it got a little muddled there yeah. at the end, the spaceship takes off with Xavier. Yes. He's gone. Right. Okay. The building collapses. Yep. Peter is ostensibly dead. Yes. For now. Yes. And then the cops show up. That is a brilliant recap of the last two pages of this <laughs> Brilliant issue. recap of the recap. Yeah. Recap the, of the recap, yes. The cops showing up made me think of at the beginning where the X-Men show up and, and uh, I don't know, the Shi'ar guy says to the guy with the mohawk uh, that the <laughs> that yeah. the X Men are feared and hated by many of their fellow Terrans. Yep. And so the police show up, and uh, they don't seem like they're there to congratulate them. No. On their help. Right. Yeah. Their help in destroying that building. Their help in. I actually looked up on Google just to see like what the corner of because I think they said it was like Madison. Oh yeah, and like fifty seventh and Madison. And Madison. I think. Yeah. yeah, there's like yeah. a Brightling watch store there now, and maybe like a coach, coach uh, purse uh -huh. store or something. I don't know uh -huh. why. I'm yeah. curious what that looked like. Whether yeah. there was something like extra cool there that they picked that particular. I, I don't intersection. I, I, yeah. I think uh, Midtown location. Yeah. Speaking of Midtown and comics, uh, it's been ages since I've been to New York, but um, when I'd go there for work, because uh, very often we'd be in Midtown, either mm -hmm. like the hotel or like meetings or whatever would yeah. be there. Midtown Comics, baby. Hmm. Great place to buy comics. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was really fantastic. So like, if I'm at work and it's not that far from, they've got a couple of locations, Um but uh, they've got a location that's not that far from Grand Central, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I loved going in there. And you know, you go in, and you say, as I did once, "Hey, man, it's been a few years. What should I be reading?" Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, they'll, they'll direct you to some. How stuff. much does a comic cost these days? It costs a bunch, actually. Yeah. I, 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 at some point, as an adult, even I found them kind of prohibitively expensive. Mm -hmm. it, it's like like three or four bucks an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, but the paper quality is way better than it was in the 1980s, right. and the uh, production on, on color and things like that. I mean, uh, technically, they're, they're all 
you know, they look great, yeah. but um, it's like a big roll of the dice for me. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's like if you have one that, one book that you follow and you buy it every month, that's fine. then that's fine. Yeah. But if you're sort of curious about a bunch of stuff where you have a, you know, yeah. a couple of different things that you read that can get. The, and, and the economics of comics at the moment are, are pretty uncertain. Uh, comic book movies, mm-hmm. at least the ones that uh, Marvel makes, they're making money hand over fist. Yes. Um, print comics, less certain, yeah. even for somebody like Marvel mm-hmm. and, and like independent comics yeah. are... Yeesh. Um, but Marvel still seems to have tons of new material. Like on the on the Marvel app, there seem like there's there are, yeah. um, but there there's the whole relationship of distribution because mm-hmm. Marvel publishes the stuff, but then there are retailers who will sell it mm-hmm. the physical copy, but. They're middlemen, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit like the way that beer is distributed. Okay. Uh, you'll have, uh, well, basically just to say the same thing. Um, right. Well, I'll, I'll carry on with this. Like Budweiser will produce a bunch of beer. They'll ship it to middlemen who will then distribute it to, to, to retailers. Local Comics retailers, is yeah. very similar, yeah. weirdly. Um, I guess because the infrastructure of Marvel saying, okay, we've got... 50,000 issues right. of this comic book, we need to distribute all it all over the United, the United States. States yeah. uh, and so, but the distributor is largely a monopoly. That's a company called Diamond, hmm. which had been around from the 1980s. And I think even then had uh, like not a, not a stellar reputation, mm-hmm. uh, but basically squeezing anybody. Right. Uh, and, and now they're a de facto monopoly. And so it's, you know the margins on comics or, or print comics are not that great. We need so, to get we need to get Jim on here to uh, talk about you know that would be a good comic thing. Um, yeah, our pal Jim, who used to work at a comic shop yep. and knows a little about the mechanics, yep. and you know he can correct anything that I got wrong there. Yep. But um, all right, so uh, rant there. Um, I hope that print comics continue because yep. they are fantastic. As much as I love the movies, the movies don't exist without the print comics. Right. And the print comics are the places where you get like the really fun, freaky, weird mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Stuff that's hard to do in a movie. And yeah, the films, as good as they are, there's going to be an element of playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, that's all I have, I think, about this one. I enjoyed this issue much more than the past one, than the, the yeah. previous one. I really liked the Yeah, stuff the last one left me cold. <clears throat> Scott and uh, his, his dad... And, uh, you know, I, I hope that Peter's okay. I'm glad that Kitty finally got some clothes. Narrator, yeah. he was. I, <laughs> I think that she should continue for several weeks wearing the Darth Vader costume. But, you know, probably not because then they'd have to you know, pay pay royalties to uh, Star yeah. Wars or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, uh, they, they get like a fair use with just one yeah, panel yeah. of Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. So this was a good one, and I'm um, curious to see what happens. Is this Now, is next week's the last of this arc, or is there I don't more? remember, okay. uh, but I want to say no. No, okay. Yeah, that, um, I think we've got two more. Okay. So it's like a sort of a four-issue arc. All right, next week um, I will be summarizing, so you will get to hear the word meanwhile oh my goodness, very frequently. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's No, you're nice. all looking forward to that. I'm looking forward I to know next you week. Are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, what else did I have to say about next week? Yes, I'm curious to know what happens uh, with Colossus. Yes, um, we need to we need to talk about finding a replacement for Mister Pennyfather. Yes, do we, we need to. Do we? I think we do. Do we? Okay, we do we'll need, talk about that next right, week. We'll put an ad. Point, we'll put an ad in the classifieds, will have which is how people uh, find employment in yes. 2020. So uh, <laughs> we need to. 
come up with a job description. And if anybody else wants to serve as podcast assistant, <laughs> Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Uh, okay, so this this episode, kind of uh, in, memoriam, in memoriam, as a yeah. tribute <clears throat> to Mr. Pennyfather. Yep. Any, any other closing thoughts? No, we're good. <laughs> really? Thank what's you, what's your what's your what's your favorite Mr. Pennyfather moment? My favorite Mr. Pennyfather moment was when he died. <laughs> making awful. making okay. me tea. <laughs> That's on that note. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.